Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another show of the Armchair Survivalist. My name is Kurt Wilson. I'm the Armchair Survivalist, at least until Big Tech decides that I'm not. Today is January the 10th in the year 2021. And what you just heard was quite possibly our new national anthem. Right now, it's the Communist Chinese national anthem. But because we chose to uh, have the dimwit be elected as president, you know as well as I do that he's bought and paid for by Communist China. We're now totally controlled by the Communist Chinese, and we let it happen. All of our politicians, one way or the other, are bought off and uh, funded by Communist China. Again, I say one way or the other. They're either bought off by shell corporations who lobby for certain things that seem to be controlled by communist China, or like Dimwit, our new president, who is 100% controlled by communist China because he's bought out. I say we, we allowed this. You look at what we have for sale in the stores. You go into, my son was telling me last night, he went in to buy some canned fruits, all of them imported from China. Canned vegetables imported from China. Packaged seafood imported from China. Now, why don't we have any from the United States? Is because the communists in charge of the breadbasket in California and other states that grow fruits and vegetables would not allow the farmers to harvest their food. Anyway, so those of you who know how to listen to me, fine, you're doing great. For those of you who don't know how to listen to me, go to armchairsurvivalist.com. Poke around there, scroll down. At the bottom, you'll see ways to listen to me. You can go in the chat room. You can. There's a number you can call and listen on your phone. There's every podcast known to man. So you just go there. You figure this all out yourself. I'm not going to waste any time today talking about it. We're going to get directly into the economy. There was about 119,000 restaurants nationwide that are permanently closed now. And people look at that and go, well, so what? I don't go to restaurants. But do you know what that what happens? I mean, a restaurant closes down. What does a restaurant do? A restaurant buys fruits and vegetables from local vendors. A restaurant hires people in, from the local area to work there. A restaurant, many times, hires a company to come in and do the janitorial work. There are people in the local area who used to eat at that restaurant who now, not only can they not eat there, they probably don't even work there anymore. So when somebody says, oh, look at all these businesses are going out of business, you have to look at the domino effects. What used to supply and assist you know, you have both ends of the supply chain. You have the one on the left, which comes in and gives uh, the restaurant the supplies for it to function. And then on the other end, you have what the restaurant supplies to the public and to its public. Not just the public, but its public. Now, there's some information out. Now, we, we all know that we're going to be getting this, what is the $600 payoff from the socialist government. There's a problem with that. And I found it myself. It's a problem. I have a problem. I'm not getting it. And I don't know why. But I'm going to have a website. It, it, this is the, the uh, so it's a IRS website, and it's going to tell you what to do. It's really weird. You're, you're going to get it one way or the other. You're either going to get it automatically deposited in your bank account, you're going to get a check mailed to you, or there's a form from the IRS that you can get that you can actually deduct not getting it from your taxes. So if you didn't get the 600 bucks and we're supposed to get the 600 bucks, you can actually deduct that from the from your taxes when you file your taxes, if you file taxes this year. So I'll have a page up for that. You guys can go and take a look at it and see if you can understand what's going on. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't. All right, we're going to go into the health department now. And you know, it, it at this stage of the game, it's getting kind of strange. What category do I put these things in? You know, I have different categories. I have health, I have the liberal psychosis, government threat, Trump, economy. I I don't know. 
but this I have under health because it is affecting, it's causing problems because governments are using health as an excuse. Britain is supposed to lock down. This is their third lockdown. Here's the thing that that confuses the hell out of me. How can somebody be so stupid as to not figure out two plus two equals four? Okay, what I mean by that is, so Britain's had lockdowns. Everybody in Britain has to wear a mask. Yet they have new daily cases of, they claim 60,000 people a day are infected. Well, that to me, that would mean, well, the lockdowns don't work and neither do the masks. But Britain, like America, can't figure it out. So they're going into a almost a permanent lockdown now. You go outside, they're going to arrest you. You don't wear a mask, they'll, ta- they'll tackle you and arrest you and put you into a camp where you can be safe. Oh, California, talk about being safe. The communist governor there, and here's, okay, two plus two equals four. You have tyranny is caused in the United States 100% by Democrats. I'm sorry, there are no Republicans doing this crap. They're feebleizing about it and pretending to do it, but they're not doing it like they do, like the true commies do. In California, you're ordered to not go more than 120 miles from home. What the hell is that? I thought it was six feet. I thought six feet was the limit, wasn't it? Six feet? Now it's 120 miles. You're not allowed to go from home. Los Angeles, the emergency crews, and you're going to have to read this one to understand the whole thing. The emergency crews, the EMTs in the, in the ambulances, if they go to a call and they d- determine that the person that they're there for is going to die or it's going to take too much effort to bring them back to life, they're ordered to leave them. So if you have a heart attack and they can't just doing a little CPR, get you going again, they just leave you. This is Los Angeles. 2020 was so bad that one in six Americans, this article that they say entered therapy, okay? Let me explain to you what therapy is in the United States. Therapy is psychotropic drugs. Therapy is you go into a a psychiatrist or psychologist and say, I feel like crap. The world's caving in on me. I don't know what to do. And they'll say, you know what? We don't have a problem with that. Here, take these. So I don't know. I don't know in truth how much of the United States citizens are taking psychotropic drugs. There is a whole world of ramifications by taking it. The least of which is, what the hell's wrong with you? Get up on your high horse and be a human. Communicate to people. Find someone to talk to. You go to therapy you're uh, you're going to be turned into a vegetable and you're going to be under the government's control for the rest of your life and you'll never be able to own a firearm. Now I'm watching all this vaccination crap going on. You can't get the information in the uh, mainstream media, but you can get it in local towns. People are dying. People are all of a sudden becoming sick as hell. Over 240 people were vaccinated in one area and they popped up with COVID. Now, there's no COVID in this vaccination because this is not a vaccination. This is not a vaccination. This is an operating system. Moderna came out and explained it. Let me explain to you what an operating system is. Like, let's say you want to bootleg some uh, entertainment on the internet. Well, you install a program called Kodi, K-O-D-I, on your computer, on your phone, uh, on your smart TV. This program is what's known as an operating system. When you activate the program, you have different categories in this program. One of them would be recent movies, kids uh, theater, uh, live TV. There's, there's dozens of different categories, and they're all empty. This is an empty operating system. And at your will, you can download different programs to go into the operating system. 
And that's what these vaccinations are. They might help protect you from a virus of some kind someday, but that's irrelevant and a byproduct. They are injecting an operating system into you so that your body will accept anything else that's injected into you at a future date. And it's not necessarily injection. It very well could be that the injection creates an operating system that'll accept anything that you breathe or eat or swallow. We don't know. I've got a clip here. This is a timeline of the masks, and somebody put this together. This is worldwide. This is when, in the beginning, they, everybody, all the experts, quote-unquote, including Fauci, were saying, don't waste your money. 25th of January, 28th of January, 5th of February, 1st of March, 4th March, 8th March, 9th March, 1st of April, 6th of June, 12th of August, and then it ends up with the dimwit speaking. Are face masks effective and would you, do you, wear one on a plane? No, save your money. Go and spend it on something useful instead that you enjoy doing, like having a beer. Those face masks are absolute rubbish and they do absolutely nothing. Some of you may have heard the interview that Kim Hill did with uh, virologist Chris Smith from Cambridge University. He was very clear on this. Uh, You can use a face mask if you like, but it is not really any protection. Medical masks like this one cannot protect against the new coronavirus when used alone. WHO only recommends the use of masks in specific cases. There is no evidence that they protect people who are not sick. In terms of wearing a mask, our advice is clear that wearing a mask if you don't have an infection really reduces the risk almost not at all. So we do not advise that. Now, when you see people and look at the films in China and South Korea, whatever, everybody's wearing a mask. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it? Because people are listening really closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. If you do not have any respiratory symptoms, such as fever, cough, or runny nose, you do not need to wear a medical mask. Mask alone can give you a false feeling of protection and can even be a source of infection when not used correctly. Masks should only be used by healthcare workers, caretakers, or by people who are sick with symptoms of fever and cough. So for the general public, if you don't have symptoms, there's no need to wear a mask. The thing is, the virus can still get in through your eyes. So if somebody's going to sneeze on you, the mask will only protect your nose. It won't protect your eyes. Hi, folks. I've asked the uh, Deputy Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Jenny Harris, to come here to Downing Street. Tell us about the value of wearing face masks. You see face masks around the place. Is there any point to that? If a healthcare professional hasn't advised you to wear a face mask, it's usually quite a bad idea. People tend to leave them on. Uh, They contaminate the, the face mask and then wipe it over something. So it's really not a good idea and doesn't help. Healthy people are being warned against using face masks to protect themselves against the virus. Experts fear incorrect use could lead to more infection. I was on the phone this morning to um, a colleague in Hong Kong who's a a professor there who's done the evidence review for the World Health Organization on face masks and we're of the same mind that there is no evidence that general wearing of face masks by the public who are well affects the spread of the disease in our society that if you're working in a hospital, in a care home, then there's a need for a mask. 
Uh, and so we've got to make sure that that is the top priority when the evidence around the use of masks by the general public, especially uh, outdoors, uh, is ex- is extremely weak. The, the recommendation from Sage has been is completely clear, which is that there is weak evidence of a small effect in which a face mask can prevent a source of infection going from somebody who is infected to the people around them. WHO advises that governments should encourage the general public to wear masks where there is widespread transmission and physical distancing is difficult. As of Monday the 15th of June, face coverings will become mandatory on public transport. We'll make these rule changes under the National Rail Conditions of Travel and the Public Service Vehicle Regulations for Buses. This will mean that you can be refused travel if you don't comply and you could be fined. We've therefore come to the decision that face coverings should be mandatory in shops and supermarkets. Last month, we made face coverings mandatory on public transport and in NHS settings. Under the new rules, people who do not wear a face covering will face a fine of up to £100 in line with the sanction on public transport. Should an individual without an exemption refuse to wear a face covering, a shop can refuse them entry and can call the police if people refuse to comply. Deborah Cohen of the medical correspondent Newsnight on the BBC had an amazing scoop the other day. She actually discovered, and she put it to the WHO, that uh, her contacts with, inside the World Health Organization had told her that the, the position of the WHO on Muslims had been changed because of political pressure, not because of, of medical reason. First and foremost, masks and face coverings will, from 11.59pm Wednesday night, be mandatory for everyone in Melbourne and Mitchell Shire. 176 people have been fined by Victoria Police in the past 24 hours for breaches of the state's coronavirus restrictions. As part of the 100-day challenge, I'm going to be asking the American people to wear a mask for the first 100 days of my administration. It's not a political statement. It's a patriotic duty. Let's just set partisanship aside. Let's end the politics and follow the science. Wearing a mask is not a political statement. It's a scientific recommendation. In reality, it's not a scientific recommendation because there is nowhere on earth that you can find any kind of science that says, oh yeah, wear a mask and it'll protect you against a virus. Any first year med student knows a virus is too small to be protected by a simple N95 mask or even one of these phony 25 cent a piece masks that you can pick up every time you go into a doctor's office. Put a mask on, put a mask on. Now, do you know how the government's going to control this? Biden has already come out and said, no, I'm not going to force anyone. But let me tell you how the government doesn't force people. Many of you were alive when our speed limits dropped federally, nationwide, to 55 miles an hour. It was just another and one of the first uh, attempts to control the whole population. Well, here's how they did it, because all the the governors of all the states said, go to hell. And the federal government said, well, no problem. You don't have to do that because we can't force you. But we can stop all funds from the transportation department. We're talking billions and billions of dollars a year. Every state buckled under except Texas and Montana. And eventually, Montana buckled under also. That's how they do it. They do it by blackmail. They do it by extortion and threats. Now we're getting into the liberal psychosis. Denmark is a communist country, okay? And Denmark has always been a communist country. They were, if you think the French are cowards, you ought to see see Denmark. 
long story on Denmark. When the Nazis went into uh, Denmark, Denmark said, oh, yeah, no problem. No problem. We'll work with you. We'll do whatever you want to get uh, to get done. We'll, we'll, we'll help you. Anyway, to train their children to be more acceptable to oddities and sexual perversion, literally, they launched a child's TV show. It's about a man with a giant penis. It's a cartoon character, and his penis is, is magical. It can perform rescue operations. It can make murals. It can hoist a flag and even steal ice cream from other children. Yes, it's, it's the new Popeye, except he doesn't have muscles. He's got a penis that can stretch out about 30 feet. This is in Denmark, but I guarantee you it's on the drawing board in Disney somewhere. Michigan. Remember where we are now. We're under the category of the liberal psychosis. So everything I talk about is, is an example of a psychosis that, strangely enough, is only exhibited by Democrats, communists, socialists. There's a food chain in District of Columbia, the foreign nation on the East Coast that rules the uh, United States. It was bragging uh, this year, 2021, about... Uh, how many whites they had fired out of their businesses. They have about 100 locations, and they sell their products in Whole Foods, in the company Whole Foods. And they were bragging how our white workforce is uh, only 21% white now. It was 37% in 2019, but, but we've made strides to make Kava a diverse, inclusive workplace. Now, if you were to search on the Internet for oh, all kinds of stuff, like I did a search on... Armenian genocide. You're going to find all of these links that say fact checked. That's wrong. Fact checked. You're going to CNN, ABC, NBC, MSNBC, and even Fox News, where they will say, no, what the president said was a lie because we had it fact checked. Well, my resident comedian has something to say about fact checkers. We, the public, want to thank the frontline workers that have been risking it all the most in order to protect us during this pandemic. The fact checkers. Thank you, fact checkers, for protecting us from free speech, our own thinking, and diversified perspectives. We, the public, know we're simply not intelligent enough to think for ourselves, let alone to decide what we think is true. You treat us like helpless children as you hold our hands and tell us what to do and think, because we are. Your authoritarian use of absolute words like facts and truth helps us discount our own thinking while giving you power over us to protect us. And it reminds us of how Catholic priests used authoritarian words like God in order to have power over little boys to protect them. Luckily, there's no examples of this strategy being used in harmful ways. So we'll keep trusting you. You have an outstanding human achievement where you have never made a single mistake in knowing what the facts are. You also have a 100% accuracy rate in pointing out other people's mistakes. That literally makes you perfect. And if we didn't know any better, we'd think that's too good to be true. Your commitment to abolishing all points of view that don't come from you is inspiring. At an intuitive level, all people know that living in a society where only one point of view is allowed and it's imposed on them while all other points of view are exterminated will be a happy, prosperous society. History has taught us that over and over. Fact checkers, most of us have never spoken a single thought that's been scientifically validated as true. So please accept our public apology for having the audacity to think, let alone speak, without your permission. With your continued help, pretty soon we won't be thinking at all. 
or allowed to speak. We know that factcheck.org is controlled by the Annenberg family, but what isn't public knowledge is that Walter Annenberg was a mob bookie and that the Annenberg family has direct connection to Anthony Fauci, George Soros, and Bill Gates Sr. Huh, there they all are in a picture together. Therefore, those who are trying to control the narrative control the fact checkers who are helping control the narrative. But because this isn't public knowledge, we the public don't have knowledge of it because we're too stupid. Fact checkers, if it's not too much to ask, we pray that you extend your chokehold of fact checking into realms beyond basic speech. Music, art, and books are all based on perspectives, not facts. Therefore, we need you to protect us from these sources of inspiration because without you, we'll continue to be pulled to them while mistakenly believing they're making our lives better. As we, the public, assume the posture of apologizing for even existing, please accept our gratitude for your sacrifices in serving our country and gracing us with the divinity of your absolute truth. Fact checkers, without your guidance, we, the public, would be constantly walking into traffic, stumbling into free speech, and getting infected with a diversity of ideas. Thank you for your service. All right, now we're going to go into the government threat. And I can guarantee you, this coming year in 2021, this government threat is going to be one of the largest categories that I've ever done in my life. So Nancy Pelosi, well-known psychotic communist in charge of the Congress of the United States, is now assembling all of the committee members for all of the various committees, the intelligence committee, uh, committees, the judiciary committees, the economic committees. You don't even need to guess what she's putting in charge of most of those committees. Flat out communists, pure communists, like AOC and the rest of the, the uh, anti-American racist communists are being put in charge of all the committees. This is great. I, I, I love this. I just, this is going to make this year quite interesting. The New York Times is now taken off their gloves and are doing exactly what they have wanted to do for years and years and years. They wanted to shill for communist China. Most people don't know what a shill is. Now, I was a shill in carnivals. You know, you get these booths and you go to these booths and, and you get to do things and you get to try and win. A shill would be somebody who comes up and says, well, I, like I did, like uh, the, the, the shooting booth that had a little stars and you're supposed to shoot out the star or something, something like that. And I'd come up and there'd, there'd be like 10 people looking at the booth and, well, I wonder if I should go try that. And I'd walk up and, and I'd say, that, that, that looks a little, little easy. I, I can do that. So I'd take a gun and I'd shoot the star out and I'd win me a, a duck or, or, a, or a stuffed bear or something and I'd wander off. And then, of course, there's always some yokel there saying, oh, I can do that too. If he can do it, I can do it. That's what a shill is. New York Times is shilling for China. They're posting pieces in the New York Times about how great Chinese, uh, Chinese communism is and, and how uh, they have so many freedoms there. And COVID-19 has been, been almost eradicated in communist China. And just on and on and on. This is, this is ridiculous. But this is what the New York Times is, is doing. Of course, they're making a hell of a lot of money. China pays them a lot for all of these these. Um, Articles they write, they, they, and this is known in the industry. Many corporations will submit an article to a newspaper or a magazine and pay them to print it, knowing full well it's an advertisement, not an article. And speaking of China, they want to be one up on everybody else 
with all the weaponries they have, you know, not just the missiles and the rockets and the tanks, but the gear, such as bulletproof vests and backpacks and helmets with uh, built-in night vision and built-in self-destruct bombs. And I'm not kidding you, the new Chinese army is going to have a helmet with a little explosive charge in there, just in case, well, the soldier gets captured and he'll have the ability to detonate it or if for some reason he's he's incapacitated and can't detonate it, it can be detonated from a distance by his superior. This is the, the new Chinese army protection. We've been hearing a lot about all the different ma- mainstream medias and, and been some, some media pop up here and there. One American News is no ifs, ands, or buts, the top of the heap when it comes to America reporting and truth in reporting. And then I started seeing a bunch of stuff about Newsweek, or I'm sorry, Newsmax, Newsmax. Oh yeah, that's that's very conservative also. And I started reading it, and then I'm seeing that it's it's no, I'm sorry, its conservative viewpoints were just a camouflage for what they really are, because they're they're starting to post positive pro Biden propaganda and positive Democrat politician propaganda. So no, Newsmax is out. Newsmax is out. Now, I talked to you last week about a bill in New York City about camps. We call them FEMA camps, quarantine camps, Q camps. Well, that info got to the Ice Age farmer. He took it a little further, and he's a little agitated about it. Ladies and gentlemen, the New York State Senate has just seen submitted Senate Bill 416, which describes conditions under which an individual or group of individuals can be deemed to be dangerous to the public health and sent against their will to an isolation camp or facility for a period of time. Now, this marks a departure from the orders and mask mandates that we've endured during 2020. While they're all being enforced to some extent, you could always make the claim, look, this isn't really the law. This is just some unconstitutional governor's orders, and I don't follow orders. In this case, though, again, this is a new thing. This is actually codifying into state law this new idea that we can just rip people out of their homes and do whatever we want with them if they're dangerous to public health safety. It's equally unconstitutional, of course, which means it's an invalid law, but note that there are plenty of unconstitutional laws that are remaining on the books, and for that matter, that are enforced every day. So this requires our attention, and for that matter, if we allow this to go through, there will be no end to the tyranny that continues to pour forward from the establishment. From nysenate.gov, Senate Bill 416, you can get it just by typing in NYSB 416. It's not hidden, it's not secret, it is an open declaration of war against our rights and the Fourth Amendment especially. Here we see Senate Bill 416 in the 2021 session, an act to amend the public health law in relation to the removal of cases, contacts, and carriers of communicable diseases who are, again, potentially dangerous to the public health. Emphasis there on contacts because we know they've been deploying these Bluetooth-powered contact tracing apps. We're not talking about tests and maybe you test accidentally positive because it's a PCR test running at however many cycles. No, this is just, we say you were close to Bob and he tested positive. Come with us. You're coming to the Q camp right now. Section one, the public health law is amended by adding a new section as follows. The provisions of this section shall be utilized in the event that the governor declares a state of health emergency due to an epidemic of any communicable disease. 
Section 2. Upon determining by clear and convincing evidence that the health of others is or may be endangered by a case contact or carrier of the suspected case, the health departments or other authorized people may order the removal and or detention of such a person or group of persons by issuing a single order identifying these persons by name or by some reasonably specific description of the individuals or group being detained, like those who refuse some injection that are endangering the public health. That's literally, this totally possible under the law as we've read it so far. Such a person or a group of persons shall be detained in a medical facility or other appropriate facility or premise designated by the governor or his or her delegee and complying with subdivision 5 of this section. And I remind you at this point in time that we have already seen facilities across the United States, not just in California, Washington, Oregon. This one was in North Carolina, where it was described, Charlotte, where it was described as something where armed guards were patrolling 24-7, despite this being an entirely voluntary quarantine facility. This is clearly a sign of where we're going here. You don't post armed guards at a voluntary quarantine facility unless you are starting to set the expectation, oh, that's what it looks like. That's, it's always had those guards there. They're just there for your, all of this. It's all for your safety. We're from the government and we're here to help. So they've been creating these facilities, posting armed guards there, even though they're voluntary, just to normalize it, just to get you to slowly acquiesce to this thing that's happening all around you. And Okay, so going on with, the, with this, a person or a group removed or detained by order of the the governor shall be detained for such period and in such a manner as the department directs in accordance with this section emphasis on for such period however long they want notwithstanding anything else in this section a confirmed case or carrier who is detained shall not continue to be detained if we determine that you're no longer contagious and the text goes on if the person that you were the contact of turns out not to have had it then we'll be let you out or if you finally test negative, then we can let you out. But we will, in the meantime, on a daily basis, have your medical condition and needs assessed and addressed. So here come the, the mandatory tests. Whatever they want to give you, they can keep testing you while you're waiting for your other guy to be cleared until you give a false positive. You can see this whole thing spirals out of control. This is exactly the kind of test case-demic that the Rockefeller Foundation's policies of, we need weekly tests for 100 million people. We just want to keep testing everybody until everybody tests positive and we can shut everything down. This is part of that plan and it's being rolled out. It's being codified into law. I hope you see why I say this merits our full attention. These people can be detained in a manner that is consistent with recognized isolation and infection control principles in order to minimize the likelihood of transmission of infection to other people. So it's an isolation, a Q camp, a quarantine camp. The law goes on here to say we will give you a nice copy of your detention order from the governor as long as it's practical. But if the order applies to a huge group of individuals and it's kind of impractical to actually print a bunch of paper for all of you that we're throwing into quarantine camps, well, then we can just post it on the wall somewhere where it's highly visible to all of your medical prisoners. So they're preparing to quarantine a lot of people, apparently, if you buy them at their word here. I'll just go ahead and skip down. Most of this is boilerplate boilerplate mass quarantine forced you know text other than here i want to specify that section 9 a person who is detained in a medical facility or other appropriate facility or premises shall not 
conduct himself or herself in a disorderly manner. And secondly, you shall not leave or attempt to leave such facility or premises until we say you can. In other words, these two shall nots mean that if you don't go along with what they're doing to you as they haul you off to be quarantined against your will, or if you try and leave before they say you can, then you are now breaking the law. You see, they've called this out specifically so they can say, your actions, if you don't come with me, are breaking the law. There are punishments associated with this, with breaking the law. And now we reach the punchline. In addition to the orders referred to above, the governor may, at her discretion, issue and seek and enforce other orders that are determined to be appropriate or necessary, such as, but not limited to, remaining isolated at home or someplace that we agree you can stay, or requiring testing or medical examination, or finally requiring an individual who has been exposed or infected by a contagious agent to complete some treatment, preventative medication, or vaccine. So this bill codifies forced quarantine, taking people out of their homes, and forced medication and vaccination. Now again, this is posted publicly, Senate Bill 416 in the New York State 2021 session. If you're in New York, you need to be flooding your representatives, and uh, the rain starts as these bills come out. And indeed, the rain is starting. You'll notice probably a flood of legislation like this in your locale. So wherever you are, be watching with eagle eyes to see as legislation like this pours forward, not from the sky, though, but from the swamp, from the disgusting lawmakers that are putting this nonsense forward. Along the same lines, it was only, it was less than a year ago that I drew your attention to this article. Airplanes are spreading disease quickly, so maybe we shouldn't even allow unvaccinated people to fly. Now, this was before COVID even got to the U.S. This is way in advance, February 26th of 2020. And I picked up this piece and said, whatever's coming this year is going to get so ugly that this will seem normal. Because it was completely insane to suggest this at the time. Have You have to take vaccinations to even get on an airplane? That was unheard of. But now, that's how far the Overton window has shifted. Suddenly, people would be willing to take those vaccines so they can travel again. Suddenly, people will expect to see the armed guards outside the quarantine camps where, of course, we take anti-vaxxers. They're so dangerous against the public health. That's how fast the Overton window has moved. And yet in the final days, we finally have the delivery on these promises where vaccine passports could be a travel requirement. There was from CBS, from the Washington Post, from the Daily Mail, COVID-19 vaccine passports are now in development. Now that we're getting vaccines, how are we going to keep track of it? Don't worry, we've got a big tech solution. In fact, there were so many articles about this that uh, that came out within a 36-hour period right heading into the new year that you could tell the talking points had been shipped out. The CIA Mockingbird Media was spun up into action to put out those talking points. And as it turned out, they were just providing cover fire so that Dr. Fauci himself could come out the next day and say, oh, yeah, we are looking at ways to make vaccines required for travel or even for school attendance. So here it is, 2021. We've gone full blast from 15 days to flatten the curve all the way to, yeah, of course you need a, uh, an injection of an experimental mRNA non-tested thing to get on that flight to send your kid to school of course we have 
Well, I'm reminded of the Solzhenitsyn quote, and how we burned in the camps later, thinking, what would things have been like if every operative, when he went out to make an arrest at night, had been uncertain whether or not he would return to his family? Or if, during the mass arrests, when they arrested a quarter of the entire city, what if people hadn't just sat down there, being afraid at every bang on the downstairs door and every step on the staircase? What if instead they understood that they had nothing left to lose, and they had boldly set up in the downstairs hall an ambush with six people, or axes, or hammers, or pokers, whatever they had? Quickly, the the state would have suffered a shortage of officers and transportation and logistics very quickly. Notwithstanding all of Stalin's thirst, the machine would have ground to a halt. If only we had stood up. If only we had done what we could when we could. But we didn't love freedom enough. And worse yet, they didn't even know what was happening. We purely and simply deserved everything that happened afterward. And so if you look at what this is now, it's a global situation, a global takeover of communism. That's what it means when they say it's the end of private ownership. The literal motto, one of their talking points from the World Economic Forum, this is a global takeover of communism. Do you love your freedom enough? Do you love your children enough? What if instead of every mask mandate and every grocery store worker telling you you couldn't shop there without the vaccine, what if instead of going to these quarantine camps, we all stood up right now and we said, we're not doing this. We are not allowing you to pass mandatory quarantines at the state's whim. We all need to be, again, watching in your state for any legislation that does this kind of nonsense. If you're in New York, you need to be flooding your representatives with calls and letters and banging on their doors saying this is not happening. We will not abide this in this country. And this goes for everyone on earth right now. Do you love your freedom enough? Because it is downhill from here and we are losing the ability to respond to it with each passing day that we acquiesce. We cannot wear these masks. We cannot take these poison experimental injections. And we cannot allow ourselves to have our families separated at the whim of the state for a virus that has not been isolated. But this is just ridiculous. It's got to end now. They can't stand up to all of us. Do you love your freedom enough? Now we're going to get into the Trump category. As everyone on earth knows, the District of Columbia, which is a foreign nation, which houses the rulers of the United States, was overrun last week. And you will never hear how many Trump supporters were there. You will never hear. You will hear the words thousands. You will hear the word 20,000. You will not hear the fact that when they had the Million Mom March and they claimed there was over a million black women there, this crowd that was there to rally for Trump, it made them look like dwarfs. There were millions of supporters there. And unfortunately, so was Antifa. Now I'll get into all of it, but the resident comedian has something to say about it, making light of it, but in his the way he does it, you'll get some you'll get some information from it. Good evening, government property. The Capitol has been stormed, the Georgia Senate runoff election results are in, and the Electoral College has certified the election. We'll tell you what you think about all these things and more, but first, we'd like to begin by congratulating Nancy Pelosi, who earlier this week banned gendered terms like mother and father from being used in the house. It's a progressive step to help dissolve the loving fabric of families that is so troubling. It's also a much needed and powerful step towards censoring God, as God has used gendered terms like man and woman in the Bible repeatedly. With the admirable left leadership in our country, we can look forward to the evil word of God being progressively eroded away 
in exchange for the all-loving, omnipresent word of the government, which seems to be more trustworthy than God. On the note of ungodly intellectualism, on January 3rd, the 117th Congress kicked off with a Missouri representative concluding a prayer with amen and a woman. As the left insists on banning gendered words, their intellectual superiority compels them to make up new gendered words and use them. A woman. A word with a deep and rich meaning to balance out amen. Amen has a meaning of truth and solidarity. As a woman balances out that meaning, it apparently has a meaning of lies and division. Ending a prayer with a woman is a beautiful, subversive way to spit in the face of God and truth while honoring Pelosi, lies, and division. This just in! Happy New Year! It's 1984! A woman will be in the next edition of Newspeak. In other news, the Georgia Senate runoff election results are in, and the left wins both Senate seats. The left got the most votes in an election. Surprising, right? Both Democrats won despite the adversity they faced when Facebook shut down the fundraising pages for both Republican campaigns. We can only imagine how much the Democratic candidates would have been distracted and probably even heartbroken when Facebook shut down their opponent's ability to campaign. But the left persevered through the adversity for an inspiring win in another decisively democratic election. With majority control over the House, the Senate, and the presidency, more on that in a sec, the left will now go unchecked. From the same people who have brought you unconstitutional mandates like lockdowns and masks, while definitely not deliberately destroying small businesses, you can expect more lockdowns while having additional rights being taken away with spoon-fed reasons that are always in your best interest. This just in! They can't take away your freedoms if you're brave enough to disobey them. Hey, how the hell did this get in here? And it's written in misgendered ink. I want you to find who did this and put them on AOC's blacklist. They'll be the first to go into the new concentration camps. Oh, but when you find them, tell the public and his family that he caught a virus and needs to be taken away to a FEMA camp for health treatments. Now that the left has free reign, you can expect them to push your country to look more and more like a democracy while looking nothing like a communist takeover. Like, not at all! Like, definitely not that, but like, and like, but it, like, if it was that, they'd still call it a democracy while they were doing it, so like, it'd be cool. <clears throat> And in other news, at the Capitol, as Congress convened to certify votes, hundreds of thousands of Trump supporters gathered so the mainstream media could call them all racists. And indeed, our independent fact-checkers has verified each one of them is a racist. And their secondary reason for traveling to the nation's capital is because they're crazy enough to think something fishy was going on in this year's election. Idiots! These people clearly hate America and are deliberately trying to destroy democracy by ensuring elections are fair and democratic? These protesters' concerns are baseless, they're all conspiracy theorists, and they're also other words that we use to trigger you to automatically view them in a negative light through our mind control tactics. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, Joe Biden won the election hands down. So go home, all you Trump mega maggots. This just in. Joe Biden has won the lottery, as you can see here through our exclusive footage of his winning ticket. Congratulations, Mr. Biden. But on a more somber note, unfortunately, things turned ugly at the Capitol with violence. There's absolutely nothing funny about that. 
Before those unfortunate events, protesters stormed the Capitol, as you can see here, when barricades were opened for them by police. Conspiracy theorists suggest the most unruly protesters were Antifa in disguise, just trying to wreak havoc to make Trump and all his supporters look like they're dangerous and trying to overthrow democracy. Well, luckily, our fact checkers have debunked this claim as false, citing the latest science that shows Antifa wouldn't dress like this. The fact checkers also deny that it's even possible the same alleged Antifa member was at a BLM rally in Arizona in June. And here he is pictured at that rally so you can be certain of what didn't happen according to our fact checkers. And as you can see, socialist media giant Twitter now lets you know through a manipulated media thought control warning that no Antifa activists stormed the Capitol according to multiple fact checkers. And the fact that Twitter does this doesn't make it any more suspicious. The fact checkers will also let you know that this Trump supporter is definitely not Antifa. That's why he has the communist hammer and sickle tattooed on his hand, like most Trump supporters do. And the most disturbing part of this story that we command you to believe is that President Trump was personally inciting these protesters to violence. So much so that Twitter removed a video Trump posted where he said to his supporters at the Capitol, you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have the video of Trump's words destroying our narrative about him. Oh yeah, so we're not playing the video, right? Of course not. You ready? That was followed by both Facebook and Twitter locking Trump out of his accounts. Big tech, the new government that governs our government, heroically stepped in and prevented people from hearing Trump say, you have to go home, we have to have peace. One can only imagine the further violence and carnage that would have happened if Twitter and Facebook let people see that video. Once again, big tech steps in and has done something for us for our protection. Thank God for big tech. Following Trump's ban on social media, the people that ran Joe Biden for president had Joe Biden inspiringly address the nation on video where Mr. Biden was kept awake for seven and a half minutes. For his very effective speech, Joe Biden received praise from all of the media, according to the media. In his speech, he said, Democracy is under unprecedented assault. And indeed it is. A democracy is where people vote their leaders into office and have faith that their vote counts in a legitimate election. Otherwise, history always shows there will be an uprising. And we take a break reporting to you on today's uprising to share a poll with you taken from my Instagram. People were simply asked, do you believe the next election will be fair and just? With over 140,000 people viewing the poll, the results are 8% said yes, 92% said no. And there you have it. 92% of people polled agree. Our democracy is under assault. Moving along, late in the night, the Senate voted to reject the objection to electoral college votes from Pennsylvania. Shocker. And then the House voted to certify the election results. Joe Biden is now the president-elect. He will be your next president. After the vote, President Trump issued a statement, not on Twitter for some reason, vowing a peaceful transition of power. To all of us here at the media, 
That sounds like he's inciting violence and refusing to leave office. This just in! The few can only control the many if you are in a state of fear. Bravery and saying no to surrendering your rights is what will keep you free. The hell is this? We didn't discuss this at Event 201. Come on, who the hell is doing this? That's it for today's news. Tune in tomorrow as we'll be reporting on the latest science that shows doing your own thinking causes cancer, but letting the media do your thinking for you is healthy. No need to go back to sleep because you already are. Sweet dreams. So there's so much conflicting data and you're never going to get the reality of it. You're never going to get the truth of it because only the winners of the war write the history. But I can tell you, while it was happening, my son is on the uh, internet with people who are there. So in real time, we were watching everything transpire. There's a forum that is now gone where people with their phones were filming as everything happened. So what you're going to hear from the media is that crazed Trump supporters created an insurrection and invaded and attacked the state capitol. But in reality, what you maybe see, maybe know about are these facts. The ones that invaded, the ones that caused the damage, the ones that did everything wrong were Antifa that had infiltrated the Trump supporters on purpose. I'm going to play some clips, not in any order, and I'm not going to explain them. I'm just going to play them all, and you will hear the truth from on the ground in present time as it happened. Yeah, everybody here is over 40 years old. A couple of young guys, they're sketchy. They got knee pads on. I was a fighter. I'm, I'm sizing guys up and stuff. We're here for four or five hours. Suddenly a guy goes flying by us and falls down. He gets up. Somebody tripped him by accident. He gets up. He makes a run for the, for the gate. 30 seconds later, there was like 50 of them all storming the gate. I'm like, that's not a coincidence. And somebody said, hey, it's on CNN. A minute later, it's on CNN. That's sketchy. Then this other stuff was on. These guys went running there and they all stormed the gate. They pushed them, they pushed them, they pushed them. Like, we've all been peaceful protesters here all day. And suddenly these guys are all pushing forward, pushing forward. And like, suddenly they're all running up the hill. We're all standing back like, wow, okay, don't do that. Don't do that. This is not cool. Next thing you know, they're all running. And then I see other guys with black two coats, I mean, black jackets on, a yeah. couple of kids on bicycle going, come on, get in here, get in here. I'm like, sitting up on Summit and one marked state trooper vehicle, two black SUVs, there's three state trooper vehicles escorted, four Antifa shuttle bus right here, front and center. There was actually five vehicles total. There was three up front, two in the back. They escorted right here, waited for them to get off their buses, and they had the state troopers unloaded and took their positions. Now I'm going to interject here because there was some data I got that I couldn't, it, it, it disappeared within seconds of me watching it occur. There was another video on the other side of, of the District of Columbia where there were four tour buses. These are 40 feet long tour buses being escorted by the D.C. police. People were being dropped off from those buses, hundreds of them. Now we'll continue with the recordings. Um, I just got back from storming the Capitol. We stormed it. It was successful. We stormed the Capitol. And for all you bitches, on Facebook going crazy right now talking about it was Antifa fucking being infiltrating and that it wasn't us. It was us. We proudly took back our capital. I'm only here in my hotel room to get some gear on. I'm going back, baby. They brought the National Guard out for us. They, we had the fucking cops running. Look, I, uh, I just left the protest at the Capitol building and I uh, got a big bruise on my leg. I had a difficult time pulling off the act that I was paid to do. And uh, I'm making this video because I want to confess that I was paid 
to pretend to protest today. I can't say by who, but I will just say that it's a organized effort. You get what he said? This was an organized effort? That guy's life's on the line now because he just let loose with a lot of the facts that this was not Trump supporters that did this. This was the second largest false flag in my lifetime. The first was 9-11. This is massive. This was created in collusion and cooperation with the communists that are in charge of the country right now. The anti-American racist black female mayor of District of Columbia coordinated all of this. She requested that Capitol Police be brought down to the lowest uh, manpower levels that they could. She decided not to put the D.C. police out. She decided all of this to make everything open. As a matter of fact, there are first-hand accounts and videos showing that the, the, the uh, D.C. police opened the barricades and allowed people in. And there are other verified videos of uh, people saying, look, the, the, this officer is letting us into the, the uh, state house here, letting us in. This was a false flag. This was created 100% to invalidate everything that Trump stands for and everything that you and I stand for. This was done with the intent of creating hate. They didn't give a damn when BLM and Antifa were there earlier in the year rioting and destroying businesses and all of that. No, 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 no. But this, they made use of them. You know, you've you got a mob mentality. You've got 50 people, and they're all upset and angry as it is. You're, you have one or two guys go, let's just run through here. And these two guys take off. You're going to have some people just instinctively follow them. And that's what was happening. Capitol Police allowed them in. There was a facial recognition company that viewed all of this also in present time. And they said that we have people, we, we can see these are the same people that have been in other places, that have been in other riots. XR Vision. It's a facial recognition company. Even Fox News is invalidating all the facts and all the truth and all the reality. This was planned about a month ago. There was a flyer that went out from Antifa, and it says, and I have a copy of it, and I'll have the link on my show notes. Antifa comrades, on November 4th, don't forget to disguise yourself as Patriots, Trump supporters. Wear MAGA hats, USA flags, 3%er insignias. A convincing police uniform is even better. This way, police and Patriots responding to us won't know who their enemies are. Now, I can tell you this. What happened was, as soon as the crowd attacked the gates. As soon as these guys attacked, they were all wearing MAGA hats. Instantly and in sync, they reversed them. That was the way to tell who they were. We got, of course, the top commies are all saying, now we're going to, we want to go after all of these people. And they're all pissed off. All of these communists and House members, Senate members, they're all pissed off because police only arrested 52 people. Here's something else they did. Welcome to Communist China. They barricaded the hotel that a lot of these uh, people were staying in. Now, Tucker Carlson had a response to this. You've got to listen to the whole thing, and then we're going to talk further. Happens today. All day you've been bombarded with images of what has taken place in Washington. Too little time has been spent thinking about why. Anyone who's trying to understand the significance of what's going on right now ought to watch the video of the woman who was shot inside the U.S. Capitol this afternoon. In the footage, which we're not going to show you because it's too upsetting, but you can find it on the Internet, the woman is standing in a hallway right off the House floor at the center of the Capitol building. She appears to be in her 20s. She's got an American flag tied around her neck. 
the scene around her is chaotic. People are bumping into each other, yelling, trying to get through the door into the Senate chamber. Suddenly, with no warning, there is gunfire. You hear a shot, and the woman falls. She's been hit with a bullet. Seems like the neck could be the chest. Apparently, it was fired by someone in law enforcement. People in the hallway scream. The camera closes in on the woman's face. She looks stunned. She is staring straight ahead, unblinking. In her eyes, you can see that she knows she's about to die, which in the end she did. The woman died a couple of hours ago at a local hospital. So what can we learn from this? It's not enough to call it a tragedy. Imagine for a second getting the call and learning that was your daughter. The last time you spoke to her, she was heading to Washington for a political rally. Now she's dead. You'll never talk to her again. Seriously, imagine that. If you have children, it will put you in the right frame of mind. That's what we're watching. And we may be watching a lot more of it in the coming days. Political violence begets political violence. That is always true. It is an iron law. It never changes. And we have to be against that, no matter who commits the violence or under what pretext. No matter how many self-interested demagogues assure us the violence is justified or necessary, as they have been assuring us, lying to us for the past six months. We have a duty to oppose all of this, not simply because political violence kills other people's children, which it does, but because in the end it doesn't work. No good person will live a happier life because that girl was killed in the hallway of the Capitol today. So our only option as a practical matter is to fix what is causing this in the first place. We don't have a choice. You may have nothing in common with the people on the other side of the country. Increasingly, you probably don't. But you're stuck with them. The idea that groups of Americans will somehow break off into separate, peaceful nations of like-minded citizens, that's a fantasy. That will not happen. There is no such thing as a peaceful separation. There never has been and there won't be. The two hemispheres of this country are inseparably intertwined. They are co-joined twins. Neither can leave without killing the other. So that's the first thing to know. As horrifying as this moment is, we have no option but to make it better, to gut it out. The second thing to consider, and it's related to the first, is why the woman who was killed today went to the rally in the first place. We don't know anything about her, but she did not look particularly radical. She bore no resemblance to the angry children we have seen again and again wrecking our cities. Pasty, entitled nihilists dressed in black, setting fires, spray painting slogans on statues. She didn't look like that. The woman in the Capitol hallway looked pretty much like everyone else. So why was she there on a Wednesday? Why were any of them there today? We ought to think about that. If you want to fix it, you have to think about that. The only reason this country is rich and successful is because for hundreds of years we have enjoyed a stable political system. And the only reason that system is stable is because it's a democracy. It responds to voters. Democracy is our pressure relief valve. As long as people sincerely believe they can change things by voting, they stay calm. They don't storm the Bastille. They don't burst into the House chamber. They talk, and they organize, and they vote. But the opposite is also true. If people begin to believe that their democracy is fraudulent, if they conclude that voting is a charade, that the system is rigged, and it's run in secret by a small group of powerful, dishonest people who are acting in their own interests, then God knows what could happen. Actually, we do know what could happen. It's happening right now. It's happened in countless other countries over countless centuries. And the cycle is always the same because human nature never changes. Listen to us, screams the population. Shut up and do what you're told, replied their leaders. In the face of dissent, the first instinct 
of illegitimate leadership is to crack down on the population. But crackdowns never make it better. Instead, they always make the country more volatile and more dangerous. The people in charge really understand that. They don't want to. They don't care to learn or listen because all of this conversation is a referendum on them and their leadership. So they clamp down harder. Obey, I tell you, obey! This is the Romanov program. It ends badly every single time. But that doesn't mean they won't try it again. Of course they will because it's their nature. It's how we got here in the first place. Millions of Americans sincerely believe the last election was fake. You can dismiss them as crazy. You can call them conspiracy theorists. You can kick them off Twitter. But that won't change their minds. Rather than trying to change their minds, to convince them and reassure them that the system is real, that the democracy works, as you would do if you cared about the country or the people who live here, our new leaders will try to silence them. What happened today will be used by the people taking power to justify stripping you of the rights you were born with as an American. Your right to speak without being censored. Your right to assemble, to not be spied upon, to make a living, to defend your family most critically. These are the most basic and ancient freedoms that we have. They're why we live here in the first place. They're why we're proud to be Americans. They're what make us different. And they're all now in peril. When thousands of your countrymen storm the Capitol building, you don't have to like it. We don't. You can be horrified by the violence, and as we said, and we'll say it again, we are horrified. It's wrong. But if you don't bother to pause and learn a single thing from it, from your citizens storming your Capitol building, then you're a fool. You lack wisdom and you lack self-awareness. You have no place running a country. We got to this sad, chaotic day for a reason. It is not your fault. It is their fault. Like Tucker was saying, they're going to be coming after us now. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you right now, that's not a lightweight saying. And I'll try and cover this as much as possible, but you know as well as I do that they're trying to silence all conservatives. This is across the board. I asked my son to give me a list of all of the social media that is banning Trump and everyone, and I mean everyone that's ever had anything to do with him. And after 183 social media, we got social, we, we, he quit making a list because it's Every aspect of social media, not just social media, also uh, apps that you can use in shopping carts. Shopping carts are are uh, banning Trump and anyone that has anything to do with Trump. Spotify, which is one of the apps that that uh, that you, you you get to listen to music or listen to my podcast, they're banning him. They are silencing conservatives across the board. Not just newspapers, magazines, internet sites. I'm talking everything you can ever imagine. Everything you can ever imagine. There is a giant forum site called Reddit. Now, Reddit, name, name, a, name a subject, and there's a whole forum on Reddit. It's called uh, subforums is what they are. You want to find out about gold mining? Well, there's a whole forum on it. You want to find out about transvestites? There's a whole forum. You want to find out how to race cars? There's a whole forum. The largest forum there was was called The Donald. It was deleted. Twitter even banned a, a, an organization called Walkaway. This was, this was a group that had been Democrats that got fed up with the communist actions of the rest of the Democrats and walked away. Well, they just got shut down. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube not only shut Trump down, but purged everything he ever said. Now, I don't know if it works for Twitter or Facebook or YouTube. Well, it might work for YouTube. But if you went to archive.org, you could probably find all of Trump's old twits, tweets, 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 the, his YouTubes, any videos he did. You could probably find them that way, but they're all over the Internet. These companies, 
are shutting everybody down. There's a, a website called Parlor, which is supposed to be a new type of combination YouTube and Facebook and and all of this stuff and and for conservatives and conservatives would go on there and and they would post stuff. Well, that's great. You could do it on your computer. Well, Parlor decided they wanted to have apps so you could do it on your cell phone. So they put a Parlor app in Google Play Store and Apple Play Store so you could go download it, put it on your phone. Both Apple and Google have threatened Parlor because Parlor doesn't uh, censor free speech like everybody else does. Google and Apple said you either start censoring these bad, bad, bad conservatives or we're going to ban you. Well, Google already banned Parler. Parler is now no longer on their app store and Apple will be doing the same thing, I'm sure, real quick. So you'll end up, if you want to do Parler, it'll only be on your computer. Now there's this communist organization. They pretended that they used to be Republicans, and because they hated Trump so much, they quit, and they decided to o- open a- another organization to fight Trump, and they called it the Lincoln the Lincoln Project, and they did everything they could to fight Trump, and, ev- ev- and everyone associated with Trump. Well, now that Trump's gone, or will be gone soon, they decided that now they're going to shift their harassment from Trump to all his supporters, to all his supporters. You got that? In fact, ABC has come out and said that we need to cleanse the world of Trump supporters. I'm going to tell you guys something right now. They are going to come after us. You've got to remember they are not a political party. They are communists. Democrats are communists. And in every communist takeover, the first thing they do is purge the resistance. They purge those who don't like them. They purge those who would go against them or speak against them. This is what communists do. Now, I don't think they're doing an all-out shooting war to purge us right now, but they're trying to purge us from all media. They do not want our views out to anyone in any way, shape, or form. They're going to come after you. They're purging people who at, at, at your work. If you work for a company and they find out that you are, you're a Trumper or you're for Trump, you've got a high percentage chance of getting fired. There are two people fired from Yellow Cab in New York City two days ago. It's not going to be in the news because these guys worked for Yellow Cab. I used to work for Yellow Cab years ago. And uh, they just emailed me and said, yeah, we got fired because they found out that we were in D.C. They were in D.C. They didn't go into Capitol, but they were there amongst the other millions plus Trump supporters and Americans. So you're going to be possible fired. You've got to be careful. Eric Trump has come out. He's pissed. Well, and he's rich. And he said that he's going to make it his life's duty to make sure every Republican that turned traitor to Trump and America does not get elected in the uh, the midterms that are coming up in two years. Biden, and this just one little word to you guys out there, I'm watching closely who Biden is putting in his cabinet. Every single person he's putting in is rabid, anti-gunner, anti-American. They hate, they hate us. Every single person. Oh, one good thing popped up from this. Not for us, of course. Poland. Poland has passed a law that every single time any social media censors someone in Poland, they're going to be fined $2.2 million. $2.2 million. Uh, Those of you in Portland, Oregon, you might want to pay attention to this, and I'll have this posted so you can look at it yourself. This is directly from Antifa. They call themselves anti-racist, anti-fascist, pro-working people. And this is going to be posted on the windows of all the businesses that they don't deem appropriate or shouldn't be in business. Dear neighbor, the owners of this business 
have been found to have engaged in action which directly threatens the surrounding community. As a result, the people of Portland have taken direct action in an effort to halt the endangerment of our community. This business has been found to have endangered the community through the following. And then there's a series of statements, and you check the box, which applies, right? These people have been so empowered, not just Antifa and the communist organization ran by lesbians called Black Lives Matter. All of them, and the communists themselves in the United States, have been so empowered by this. This was a lose-lose situation. It took so many people in collusion to make this happen. I'm astounded. I literally, I didn't think the Democrats could all work together so well. But they are now going to be coming after us. They're now going to be insulting us on the streets. They're going to be invalidating everything we say, do, print, anything. They're going to be getting in our faces. In some places in the United States, people who are conservative will be closing their businesses because they are are too afraid to confront these creatures. Me? I'm a little different. I figure I got about a good 30 seconds left in me. So if somebody comes into my store and says anything, anything in any way, shape, or form that I feel is threatening, I'm going to hurt them. And so is pretty much everybody else up here in North Idaho. We are not going to take it. And ladies and gentlemen, you can't take it either. You don't dare. If you do, that'll be it. As I predicted in 2016 with the Trump election, and I said this on the air, this is going to be the last real election in the United States. The communists didn't think he had a chance in hell. So they left their machine, quote unquote, machine, in the off position. Not only are the communists going to be using their machine from now on, they'll do so with total safety from prosecution. Because... They, years ago in the 20s, the Democrats created this system called nonpartisan election. A nonpartisan election is election, usually it's for city council, mayor, chief of police, PTA, teachers, uh, associations, county commissioners. You, you get it, you know, school boards. Because they claim that everybody's an American working for what's good for America. It's fraud. Democrats are communists. They've had the communist viewpoint for hundreds of years. They want full control. They want the total ability to instigate anything they want because they know it's best for us. They're going to continue with this fraud of nonpartisan elections. When we moved here, and I think I've mentioned this on the air, when we moved here in 99, there was a city council election, and I called up uh, this the city council, uh, the person in charge of the election, and I said, well, who are, what are their political parties? And the, and the woman said, well, this is a nonpartisan election. I said, ma'am, you can't be that naive. I want to know if I'm going to be voting for a, a Republican or a communist. Of course, she hung up on me. But, but this is the scam, and it's throughout the United States. In fact, it's throughout the world. But in the United States, they pull this nonpartisan election crap. You can't fall for that. Anytime there's a quote-unquote nonpartisan election, you have to post, send a letter to your editor, and say, no, there's no such thing as nonpartisanship. There is no such thing. And by the way, now you're going to be hearing all of this, let's just all heal and get along. According to a communist, the way you heal is by destroying your enemy. And that's what they're going to want to do. They want to 100% destroy all conservatives, all Republicans. My uh, resident (laughs) comedian has something to say about this uh, freedom of speech that the communists so detest in all of us conservatives. Hi, friend. Hello, comrade. Do you like free speech? I do not. 
In fact, I'm censoring you in my mind right now because big tech isn't here doing it for me. Thank you for being so considerate. Free speech is the worst, right? Absolutely terrible. What don't you like about it? I can't say. Can't say or don't want to say? Preferably both. I know, in a perfect world, right? It just feels so good to not be able to say what I have to say. Like how not being able to go to the bathroom when you have to go feels good. Exactly, that's why people always feel happy when someone keeps interrupting them. It prevents them from saying what they wanna say. And in banning free speech news, I'm elated to say that Nancy Pelosi is trying to ban gender terms like mother, father, son, and daughter in the house rules. Ooh, I am glad. Reality is so unscientific. She'll take sons and daughters away from their mothers and fathers. Well, it's speech first, and then... I know. She's a national treasure. I hate people who aren't Nancy Pelosi. What do you hate most about free speech? Hate speech? It's everywhere, isn't it? Yeah, and if people didn't have the right to speak, then there would be no more hate speech. Yes! Brilliant! I not only wish we didn't have the right to speech and hate speech, I wish we didn't even have the right to talk about hate speech. I hate rights. <laughs> Revoking all the speeches would cleanse the world of hate. And everything. <laughs> Good. I hate hate. And then you'd have a loving world. Born from the hate of freedom of speech. Hate's the only way to express love. Is talking about the hate of freedom of speech hate speech? No, it's communism. That's much better. But we're calling it virtue while the communist subversion indoctrinates the sheep through the mainstream media. For how long? Until the next election cycle. Biden and Harris, four more years. As if we had a choice. They stopped the spread of ideas. I love that because I hate ideas. We should kill ideas. That's a great idea. Ideas are the worst. People can think them and then spread them through words. Barf shouldn't be able to do that. It puts people at risk of thinking for themselves. And then do you know how dangerous free thinking people are? They're like if you gave a polar bear a gun and then put it in a room full of children, children covered, covered in, in soy-based meat. meat. Yeah, I know. Polar bears love that kind of thing. Free-thinking people would ruin the world. And the new world order. Do you like what big tech is doing? With the genocide of free speech? Yeah. Love it. Social control is my love language. Mine too. But my only concern is they're still leaving people with the right to be alive. So, they could be doing more. I think they're working on that. How so? They've brought in the World Health Organization to guide all their users. Oh, thank God. Yeah, so... It's being taken care of. What do you hate most about freedom of speech? I'm not telling. Why not? Because I don't want to talk about it. Why? What's wrong? I didn't want to talk about it because I hate speech and you'd have to use speech to talk about how you don't like speech. Good one. I just wish we couldn't talk about it to point it out like we're doing now. Yeah, don't even mention it. How do you think freedom of speech is dangerous? I'd love to talk about that. Me too. It's the second leading cause of death. What's number one? COVID. How many people has it killed? All of them. How many has freedom of speech killed? The rest of them. I'm not surprised. Ideas and information? Those are the real viruses. Destroying lives all over the place. I hate information. All information is misinformation. What's your most trusted source of misinformation? I think all of the mainstream media is very trustworthy with it. I trust what they tell me to think more than what I actually think. You still think? Sometimes I have the ability to. It's kind of messed up, man. And I apologize, I just gendered you. I know, I'm not proud of it. But if we keep abolishing free speech, making it a crime to speak my mind, then I won't be able to speak my mind. Then I won't know what's on my mind. And then I won't have anything on my mind. And then I won't be thinking. But, but, but I'll still have the ability to be told what to think. And I'll think that what you're told to think is what you actually think, even though you're not thinking at all. Exactly. My mind will be controlled, so I won't have to worry about controlling it. 
It's like having someone else mow your lawn for you. What a luxury. <laughs> the freedom to say words? Like, what do these people want next? The freedom to poop wherever they want? Precisely. Freedom of poop? That would be just as absurd. The exact same amount of absurd. Freedom is unsanitary. Less freedoms, please. <laughs> is that too much to ask? Having less freedom of speech should start by all of us covering the very thing that makes speech possible our mouths. Oh, like we did for all of last year? Yes. It discourages people from talking. I love that idea. Should we do that forever, but call it two weeks? Yes. Deal. I hope I never have to hear another thing I have to say ever again. And I to me. <laughs> I'm glad we talked about this. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been in what you can call the Patriot business for now, now for over 35 years. I was, I founded the Stanislaus County Militia years ago. We had almost 3,000 members. I was an informational officer and did uh, investigative reporting to them, to the uh, U.S. militias for 15 years. So this ain't my first rodeo. And I've seen in every, every single traumatic episode in the United States, everything from back in the 80s and the 90s, whenever something went wrong, you would hear these things on the internet or in little Patriot newspapers saying the white hats are going to save us all. They have a plan for it. They're doing it in secret. They're going to come through and have 7,000 arrests overnight. And it never happens. It never happens. And now we're getting the same thing here. And this is, I don't want to sound cynic, even though I am, but now I get some reports that Trump and his family are in Abilene in a military base. They're flying around in the doomsday plane. They're getting ready for major uh, arrests and this and that. And no ifs, ands, or but Trump is going to be the president for the next four years. You know, you just got to play it by ear. I don't believe any of this stuff. You just have to be able and willing to change and act if something does pop up. But the bottom line is you're on your own. We're all on our own. We're born on our own. We're going to die on our own. Even though you have your loved ones around you, once your eyes are closed, you're out of there on your own. You've heard the old saying, you can't take it with you. Well, maybe someday they'll figure out how to take it with you. But other than that, you'll be leaving on your own. So while you're here, you pay attention to what's going on. You've heard me every show for decades. I have said the exact same thing. Keep your nose in the air and your ear to the ground. What do you think that means? That's an old Indian statement to be aware of your senses and pay attention to that thing that is around you that's coming to you. Your, your nose in the air, you can smell what's coming. In your ear to the ground, you can hear and feel and sense what's coming by the vibrations of the earth. In other words, start using your common sense and take a look around you and see what's coming. And another thing I can tell you, because I've been around here for so long, what seems really, really bad generally isn't. In your mind, you create the worst case scenario. The movie Dune, remember the movie Dune? If you've never seen it, you really should. But in it, they teach the the lead character, this this, this boy man, Fear is the mind killer. Fear is what stops you from functioning. Fear basically is your evaluation of, of something that might happen in the future. Not that something will happen. Something that might happen is what causes fear. It is the unknown. And we have an unknown situation that's occurring now in the United States 
for most of us. For me, I can look back at this and I can say this is a standard, typical communist takeover. It's happened in every country on earth, one way or the other. I never thought it would happen in the United States. I never thought we'd let it get this far. But as long as these creatures called Democrats are allowed to walk free and to control the elections, we'll never have another Republican anywhere unless it's just a rhino, a Republican in name only. And that's the machine. The Democrats didn't even turn it on when Trump was elected in 2016 because he, he isn't, he's not going to win. I mean, come on, let's not, let's not be stupid. Yeah, and then he won massively. And now they realize they can't win without the machine because people are smart enough to know that they're communists. So they turn the machine on. And their machine is, is the people, the Democrats, that control all the, electoral, the elect, uh, election offices, They control the printing presses that print the ballots. They control the Congress. They control the Senate. They control pretty much everything in the United States. This is a disgusting, very, very evil situation. Me, I hope something, an asteroid hits the Washington, D.C. and wipes it off the face of the earth. We need to be sovereign states, just like the founders of of the Constitution, founders of the United States wanted. Each state is a sovereign. The federal government is here solely to protect our trade uh, agreements and to uh, protect trade within the states and internationally. That's what the federal government was supposed to be for. But once a certain race of people realized the federal government is like a lactating woman, and as long as they're firmly latched on the nipple, they can get food Well, in this case, it's power and money. Hey, but I could be wrong about all this, right? I don't know. We won't know until Dimwit takes the oath of office and becomes the figurehead for communist China. If that happens, it might might not happen. Trump might have an ace up his sleeve. Trump might be able to convince the military to do whatever they need to get done. I I don't know. I, I got no idea, and neither does anybody else. But I can... I can tell you this, the reason we are at where we are right now, the reason, is because of our children. Not because of what they did wrong, but because of what we allowed to happen to them. And that's what I'm going to be talking about here. The way to communism is through our children. And this started a long time ago. I have two clips. One of them explains how this could happen. Leipzig University, Germany, 1879. Professor Wilhelm Wundt experiments on the human senses. Wundt declares man's thoughts, personality, and behavior are nothing more than chemical reactions in the brain. Wundt became frustrated with his inability to change behavior because he was dealing with the original, you know, psychology. That's the psyche. That's the soul. He created a new science, which was based on man being an animal without a soul to be trained, not to be a thinker but to be trained. Students from around the world gathered to study Wundt's new definition of man as a soulless organism. Following Wundt's theory, a Russian, Ivan Pavlov, conducted animal experiments seeking methods to modify behavior. Pavlov studied in Wilhelm Wundt's laboratory in Leipzig, Germany, in the late 1800s. And he experimented with dogs, you know, with electrodes and stimulus response, denying privileges to denying rewards. And he noticed that when you brought out some food in front of animals, dogs in particular, 
that they would begin to salivate. So he'd ring the bell at the same time that he brought the food out, and then eventually, instead of bringing the food out, he just rang the bell, and of course the, the dogs got all excited. He called that a conditioned reflex. Pavlov's first human subjects were children. He punched holes in their cheeks to collect and measure their saliva. Pavlovian conditioning became one of the major foundations of a lot of behavioral science research in the 20th century. The idea that behavior could be controlled through repetitive conditioning became known as behaviorism. The behaviorists believed that all children are animals and can be trained as animals. This was the view of behaviorists. Matter of fact, John Watson, the, the most famous of the uh, behaviorists, says that you have to treat human beings or look at human beings the way you would look at the ox you slaughter. See, the behavior is not interested in what's up in your head or your soul because they don't believe there is a soul. Watson's successor, Harvard psychologist B.F. Skinner, believed all behavior could be manipulated to suit whatever ends the behavioral psychologist was seeking. Skinner developed what's called operant conditioning, where he um, was able to demonstrate you can change animal behavior by certain schedules of reinforcement, by giving them rewards at certain times, and then you can teach pigeons to play ping pong, for example, and you can teach rats to run mazes, and you can teach human beings to seek certain economic or societal rewards. Skinner could actually shaped new behavior patterns, and this actually was the sort of thing he quite soon became very famous for. Perhaps his most notorious experiment was the Skinner box. Designing a Skinner box, which is something like a big playpen, but everything in it's controlled, temperature's controlled, the light's controlled, and, and so on, and the idea is then you present children with certain stimuli that you want them to learn to react to. For nearly a year, Skinner isolated his daughter in a box, similar to those he built for rats. The child was stimulated and had to respond in a certain way, like, like a chicken or a rat in a cage, because they firmly believe that children are animals. If you believe, though, that a, a child is a human being, you can't train him like a rat. Today, about $40 million a year in taxpayer money is paid out by the United States National Institute of Mental Health for behavioral psychology research, a total of $19 billion since 1948. With these funds, psychiatrists apply the same conditioning techniques developed by Pavlov, Watson, and Skinner. Case in point, a juvenile detention center where children are hooked up to 270-volt batteries and shocked in a procedure called aversion therapy. Antoine was having a number of problems because he was up at a center that was shocking him every time he did anything. There was a button on a little, almost like a TV remote, that would be used and pushed. They will get an additional shock for trying to remove the electrode. So they are, they're expected to sit there and let this pa electricity pass through their skin without trying to remove it. If they yell in anticipation of the shock, they will shock the student an additional time for yell. The cost to, to send a student to Judge Rottenberg from New York is about 214000 per student. These students are torture. They're given this electric shock therapy for no other reason but to inflict pain. Other techniques include administering electric shock to treat sexual deviance, sending powerful magnetic impulses through the skull to interrupt brain activity, and shooting high voltage through surgically implanted electrodes, all to stifle problem behavior and costing up to $100,000 per patient. Once upon a time, there was a little girl named Maya. She was a bright, energetic young lady 
Everybody thought Maya would do great things one day. Today was a special day. It was the first day of school, and Maya was looking forward to all the new things she would learn this year. But this year was not going to be exactly what Maya expected. Something was different this year. Something in school was not quite right. Maya was still learning how to read and write, and even though her homework was full of spelling mistakes, her teacher gave her a gold star. The teacher did not ask Maya to correct her spelling. Maya's mother asked the teacher why her daughter got a gold star. The teacher said that marking the spelling wrong would hurt the child's self-esteem. In the modern way of schooling, there was no right and no wrong. They now have a new way of spelling called invented spelling. She explained that the kids could spell words any way they liked. It's all correct because it's all creative. In some of the more advanced classes, they even use this method of no wrong or right in math. This way, two plus two could equal five, and no one's feelings would be hurt. Even though this seemed odd to Maya's mother, she didn't question the teacher. After all, the teacher is the professional, and surely she knows what she's doing. By the second month in school, Maya came home looking very down. She no longer was as happy as she used to be. Her mom didn't know that Maya was learning a subject called death education. All that talk about death gave Maya nightmares and made her nervous all the time. When her mom found out about death ed, it confused her. She didn't understand why young children were being taught about death. But she didn't say anything because, after all, the teacher was the professional, and surely she knows what she is doing. On the sixth week of school, Maya's mom found a test in Maya's backpack. The test was marked not to be taken home. Her mom looked over the test and found questions about her personal thoughts. Do you sometimes get nervous talking in front of class? Do you ever get depressed? Do you feel like your parents are abusing you? Upon further research, Maya's mom found out that this was a psychological test given to the students without the parents' consent. Kids were offered pizza or movie tickets if they filled out all the answers. Investigating further, she found out that if the child was evaluated as high risk for depression, she would be sent to the school counselor, who would then tell the parents that the child needed medication. She also found out that most of the kids taking the test had mental problems, and that they would all be asked to see the psychologist. Maya's mother was alarmed. But she let Maya see the counselor. She was worried about her little girl and felt she might need help. And after all, the counselor is a professional. And if he says Maya needs medicine, he must know what he's doing. The psychologist recommended Maya be put on a drug that would cure the chemical imbalance in her brain. The fact that she was never tested for such an imbalance didn't occur to her mom. The doctor was a professional. So each day before school, Maya would line up with all the other kids who also needed medication. A day after she started taking her meds, Maya was having more nightmares and weird thoughts. She didn't look right to her mother, so they went back to the doctor, who put Maya on a different drug. Even though she went along with all this, Maya's mom was confused. How could her daughter be getting high grades but not know how to read or write or do math? And why was her little girl, who was so happy and energetic, now so quiet and sleepy all the time? The teacher was pleased. Maya no longer spoke out in class and seemed to be more focused on her work. One night after Maya finished her homework, she and her mother were watching the TV together when they saw a news report come on about another mass murder at a high school. The reporter said the boy had stopped taking his meds and that his psychiatrist said that's why he killed all those people. Here's what the reporter didn't say. Side effects of the new mind-altering drugs can cause suicide and violence. All the recent school shooters were treated with these drugs. They were all troubled boys, but none of them were murderers until after they were medicated.
It was raining the day they buried Maya. Nobody could understand why a nine-year-old would want to hang herself. Things like this never happened before. It was all very confusing. The school psychologist said, if only we could have gotten to her sooner. So that explains the very basics of what's been happening to our children. This has been going on since the 70s, This maybe even the 60s, with the drugging. And the parents, you know, in the, in the uh, 70s and 80s and 90s, well, parents are busy with their career, they're busy with their lives, and, and their children are considered nothing more than young roommates to be dropped off at the daycare center so that they could raise the child and that's exactly what's been going on. And then the parents wonder how come the child has decided, I'm not a boy, I'm a girl. Or, I think I want to start killing small animals. Or, the kid just sits there with a blank look on his face. But he's quiet because the school psychologist said, you know what, let's give him Prozac because that'll quiet him right down. And then you don't have to worry about him upsetting your apple cart. And you don't have to worry uh, about the kid making a lot of noise on Saturday morning when when he goes outside to play. And now this other clip basically covers a little bit of this already. Again, it's also going to go into what's happened to society. In 1879, Wilhelm Wundt, the father of psychology, decided that man had no soul. Man was just a stimulus response animal with no self-determinism. He needed to be trained like any other animal. Supply the correct stimulus, you get the correct response. Just like rats or dogs. In the early 1900s, Teachers College taught teachers the new science of psychology. These new methods of teaching would devalue academics and concentrate on behavioral techniques to mold children's values. Schools would be turned into mini psych clinics. The Rockefeller Foundation backed Teachers College and new educators like Edward Lee Thorndike, James Earl Russell, and John Dewey, who were disciples of Wundt. Together, they rewrote textbooks and curriculum for the new American education system. This system got away from learning to sound out words using a method called phonics. It was old and too difficult, they said. They now use a new method called look-see, or whole word. All you had to do was recognize words by the way they looked, instead of learning to sound them out. And even though reading levels took a nosedive, they continued to push these new methods. They hired professional educators that believed history and geography were unnecessary burdens on young minds. Children should concentrate more on how they feel about history rather than memorizing unnecessary facts. And most importantly, the teachers and counselors should be the ones to teach moral values to the children, not the children's own parents. Parents were not professionals. 1965, passage of the Elementary and Secondary Education Act. The number of educational psychologists in schools rise from 455 in 1969 to 16,146 in 1992. Probably just coincidentally, the number of child murderers and suicides skyrocketed as well. Certain members of the government were overjoyed with this new form of education, controlling the behavior of people, keeping them dumb, they could pass any laws they wanted and no one would even know. Now the program was complete. Dumbed them down, filled them with drugs, then indoctrinate them with facts they no longer have the power to refute. We're seeing a society that not only has a lot more people of lower IQ, but a lot fewer people of higher IQ. In other words, a dumbing down, a chemical dumbing down of society. So everyone's sort of mediocre. That leaves them dependent on government because they can't excel. We have these people of lower IQ who are totally dependent. Then we have this mass of people who are going to believe anything they're told because they can't really think clearly. And very few people of very high IQ who have good cognitive function 
who can figure this all out. And that's what they want. You can kind of piece it together as to why they are so insistent in spending so many hundreds of millions of dollars of propaganda money to dumb down society. You might want to ask yourself why the entire culture is utterly saturated with mass media entertainment from all sides. While the educational system in America continues its stupefying downward slide since the U.S. government decided to take over and subsidize the public school system. What your government pays for, it gets. When we understand that, then we look at government-financed institutions of education and turned out by these government-financed schools. Logic will tell you that if what is being turned out in those schools was not in accord with what the state and the federal government wanted, then it would change it. The bottom line is that the government is getting what they have ordered. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. That is why our country and our world has become so proliferated with entertainments, mass media, television shows, amusement parks, drugs, alcohol, and every kind of entertainment to keep the human mind into so that you don't get in the way of important people by doing too much thinking. You had better wake up and understand that there are people who are guiding your life and you don't even know it. We're in a lot of trouble because you people and 62 million other Americans are listening to me right now because less than 3% of you people read books. Because the only truth you know is what you get over this tube. Right now, there is a whole, an entire generation that never knew anything that didn't come out of this tube. This tube is the gospel, the ultimate revelation. This tube can make or break presidents, popes, prime ministers. This tube is the most awesome goddamn force in the whole godless world. And woe is us if it ever falls in the hands of the wrong people. And when the largest company in the world controls the most awesome goddamn propaganda force in the whole godless world, who knows what shit will be peddled for truth on this network. So you listen to me. Listen to me. Television is not the truth. Television is a goddamn amusement park. Television is a circus, a carnival, a traveling troupe of acrobats, storytellers, dancers, singers, jugglers, sideshow freaks, lion tamers, and football players. We're in the boredom-killing business. But you people sit there day after day, night after night, all ages, colors, creeds. We're all you know. You're beginning to believe the illusions we're spinning here. You're beginning to think that the tube is reality and that your own lives are unreal. You do whatever the tube tells you. You dress like the tube, you eat like the tube, you raise your children like the tube, you even think like the tube. This is mass madness, you maniac. In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. The last thing the men behind the curtain want is a conscious, informed public capable of critical thinking. They seek to keep you in a distracted, naive bubble, and they are doing a damn good job of it. But there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason for this. There's a reason education sucks, and it's the same reason that it will never, ever, ever be fixed. It's never going to get any better. Don't look for it. Be happy with what you got. Because the owners of this country don't want that. I'm talking about the real owners now. The big, re the wealthy, the real owners, the big, wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions. Forget the politicians. They're, they're, they're irrelevant. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. 
You have owners. They own you. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city halls. They got the judges in their back pockets. And they own all the big media, news, all the big media companies, so they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't help them. That's against their interest. You know what they want? They want obedient workers. People who are just smart enough to run the machines and do the paperwork and just dumb enough to passively accept all these increasingly your jobs with the lower pay, the longer hours, the reduced benefits, the end of overtime, and the vanishing pension that disappears the minute you go to collect. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. You and I are not in the big club. Same big club they use to beat you over the head with all day long when they tell you what to believe. All day long, beating you over the head in their media, telling you what to believe, what to think, and what to buy. The table is tilted, folks. The game is rigged, and nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to care. Hello, everyone. I'm Courtney Plunk with Polytech. We're here on our home campus at Texas Tech to see just how much our fellow students know about their country. Who won the Civil War? Who won the Civil War? Um, we did? The South? <laughs> like, the one in 1965? Or what Civil War? <laughs> who won it? Who was even in it? <laughs> who was in it? Just tell me who was in it. Ooh, I don't know. Who won the Civil War? Yeah. Oh, my God. Hey, I'm drawing a blanket. America? I don't know. <laughs> That's the Confederates, right? <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> Uh, the Union. The, the North. Yes. Okay. Okay, who did we gain our independence from? I have no idea. <laughs> Do you know what year? Absolutely not. I couldn't tell you. So like 1907, no, like 1677 or something like that. What show is Snooki on? Jersey Shore. What show is Snooki on? The Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. Who is Brad Pitt married to? Angelina Jolie. Uh, Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Angelina Jolie. And who was he married to before that? I think it was uh, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston? Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. All right, I'm sorry about the last part of that thing. Somehow it got sped up. It's like chipmunks talking. But you get the idea. And this is this is the intent. This is the sole intent, is to take the attention from reality and what's happening in the real world away from them so that they pay attention to the boob tube or whatever. Now, this was years ago, a few years ago. So now what they're doing is they're shoving their head up their phone's receptors and that's where their attention is. I'm astounded on a daily basis. I'm looking at a car. I'm looking at a rearview mirror. I'm driving down Highway 95. I'm doing about 45, 50 miles an hour. And this car comes up on my butt like a bat out of hell. And then it jerks and slows down. And it slows down to 100 feet behind me. And then it accelerates again and it jerks and slows down. And that's going on. I'm thinking I'm going to get hit half a dozen times, which doesn't bother me because i got a three-quarter ton pickup. And I'm watching this. Finally, I pull out of the lane into the next lane and it's this blonde with her cell phone hooked to her steering wheel. This, yes, you can buy an adapter that goes on the center of your steering wheel so your cell phone or tablet can be permanently affixed there. And she is reading that while she's driving and only looking up when when something catches her peripheral vision and she's like oh my god i'm gonna hit that guy that's just one of them and by the way the day before this occurred idaho just made it illegal to drive while texting or talking on your phone unless it's hands-free and why did they pass that law because we're too stupid to survive on our own and this is happening all over the place every day you can see this every day you see the children 
they see something on TV and they think it's real. They think, well, Trump must hate everybody because he hates blacks. Where the hell did they get that idea? CNN. Because they watch it on TV. Or or they uh, they decide, you know what, I want to get that vaccination as soon as I can so that so that I can go out on dates again. Where the hell did they get that idea? On one of the sitcoms. Because nowhere does it say you get the vaccination, we're done with this COVID stuff. Now, with the thousands and thousands and thousands of negative reactions to this vaccination, which we're, it is being restricted from our hearing, they're censoring it. You're not seeing it or hearing it anywhere on any of the social media, but what you are hearing is the propaganda saying, well, this is great stuff. Wear a mask. Always be brave. Always be a patriot and wear a mask. God, we have lost three or four generations to stupid. Now, the other thing that I have a clip on is an organization that is fighting the sexual perversion that's being taught by the Democrats in uh, the United States schools. The way to destroy a country one of the ways is the destruction of the family unit. And by family unit, I mean mother, father, and children. And the destruction of the concept of sexuality based on sanity. When little Johnny says, I want to be called Ethel from now on, uh, that's not sane. And when uh, Ethel says, I want you to call me Fred from now on, that's not sane. This is a level of insanity that can only be promoted by a communist takeover, which, as we've seen, has been planned for a long time. People come in all the time in the store and they ask me about my political training and the and my expertise in the research and all. And I say, look, what's happening here right now has been the plan since 1820. When the Democrats realized they're not going to be able to take control of the United States easily, they had to come up with other solutions and they did. And now it's to the point where only a calamity, only something astoundingly large and threatening can change the path of what the United States is headed for. Your school, if you have your children in any school, not just public schools, I'm talking Christian schools, charter schools, every school, every school is the same. They're having propaganda taught to the children. They do it in insidious ways. And what is the big thing that with this organization is a so-called sex ed. You know what sex ed is now? Is acceptance of gender. What? What does that mean? That means if Johnny decides to be a cow, then he can be a cow. If Fred decides to be, what is it, 123 different genders right now? I'm binary fluid. I thought that was something in physics, but no, it seems to be some kind of sexual perversion. Anyway, this woman, and this is a cut of the whole address she was doing. This woman explains it very well. We can't wait for these kids to get into college and be exposed to Yaff and Charlie Kirk. We need to do it before then, because this is what the left is doing. They want it kindergarten through 12th grade. They want it in curriculum. It's not enough for a teacher to hang the flag and wear a mask. They want curriculum, and this is what their plan is. Are we going to take them at their word when they tell us what they want to do in our classrooms with our tax dollars and with our kids? What are we going to do about it? Sex Ed Squads is, is the new rave. It's, it's clubs on campuses where they're starting in high school to get the freshmen to join the Sex Ed Club so they can talk about sex and then create peer teachers to go in and continue to talk about sex ed. But what we have been finding in K-12 
California, and I branched out into some of the other states, including really deep red states. As long as something isn't prohibited, the left is going in, and they're going in through the side door to get all these things done. We did over 900 public records requests in the state of California in every single school district. And even schools that will tell a parent they're not doing sex education, they are. They're just calling it puberty education, and they're doing the gender-bred person, and they're talking about graphic sex ed. This is happening in Tennessee. Look where this youth summit to train our youth as activists, Glendale Baptist Church. This was last year. This is an activist group that are working to get in the schools to create our kids to be activists. Advocates for Youth is one of the major players in all of this, and I'm just going to read quickly. Advocates for Youth strives to build an active, mobilized, and powerful network of young activists to create change on the local level, state, and national. The goal is to instigate progressive shifts in sexual health policy and practice at the federal and state level. This is also the group that recommends, starting in sixth grade, that the teacher not address girls or women or use that language. But when they line up, they're supposed to address them as a person with a vulva. So those of you with a vulva, line up over here. Instructs the teacher in sixth grade. Who are the players? In addition to having to go up against the NEA, your local teachers union, we have the left controlling textbook companies, the unions, the school board association. So if a school board member wanted to do something, they really can't. There is no resource for them because all the legal counsel they're getting is leftists. The PTA, in our public records request, we discovered that the PTA in Sacramento City Unified was contracting with Planned Parenthood to bring them into the fifth grade classroom, and teach the Planned Parenthood sex education. And in their budget, they hit it, the $3,000 under assemblies. So the PTA is paying to bring this into our classrooms. We are up against something very big. We need to believe them when they tell us. They want sex ed for social change. CECAS has been around for a really long time. December of last year, they came out with a press release that said, we're changing our branding. We are sex ed for social change. We promise you, you will never see our name CECAS without the tagline, sex ed for social change. Are we going to believe them? Their goal is social change. This outlines specifically from CECAS. Reproductive justice, LGBTQ equality, sexual violence prevention, gender equity, and dismantling white supremacy. They have a goal. Our kids are the target. I want to talk a little bit about something that I uncovered, and it's a blueprint. And we we need to counter this. So this is a blueprint for reproductive health rights and justice. Over 80 groups have signed on to this. One of their number one priorities is to extend the ERA amendment. But I'm going to read what their goals are, or they're part of their mission statement. It says, because sexual and reproductive health rights and justice intersect with numerous other issues, policy solutions must also seek to further gender equity, racial equity, economic justice, environmental justice, the right to community, safety, immigrant rights, indigenous people rights, LGBTQ liberation, young people's rights, and the rights of people with disabilities. I never thought that like sex ed and social justice went together, but this intersectionality is making a very concerted effort to work together, and it's a very powerful group that is doing this. That's a lot for anyone to go up against. How can a parent or a school board member go up against 
all of that that's feeding this information. This is one of the quotes they use in, in this blueprint for social justice, and it says, if you've come to help me, you're wasting your time, but if you've come because your liberation is bound up in mine, let us work together. That's what they're doing. That's why you see SICUS and Teachers Union, and you might even have um, Workers Union. They're all coming together and indoctrinating our kids and coming in the side door. Again, if this is not done at the state level by prohibiting certain things, they are going in at the local level like they did in those two school districts, and they are using the classroom and the virtual classroom to create activists. They've told us that's what they're going to do. That's what they're doing. Believe me, it is happening in your school districts. We need to expose this so that parents know how bad it is. Pull their kids out. You cannot unrape the mind once it's been raped. We need to get those kids out. And then the kids that are left, we need to go in and fight for them. So please, join with Capital Resource Institute. I'll go anywhere I need to, so I'm, I'm happy to come talk about it. But this is an urgent need, and we need to save these kids for our culture. And that's what the problem is, is our culture, the culture of Americanism, is being destroyed by communists and, per, and perverts. And it's done with intention. Nothing that's happening is done by accident. Everything that's happening that you find perverse, destructive, hateful, is done with intention. It's done with the, with the intention of destruction. That is evil. Evil is destruction for no other need than joy of the person who's doing the destruction. Or for a devious plan to change an environment. And that's what they're doing, is they're changing this whole environment, this, this thing called America, which it doesn't exist anymore now. And if Biden does get in, we'll see what happens in two years, because in two years, it's supposed to be midterm elections, right? Unfortunately, the communists have the machine. They control it. The only way, the only way to have fair and true elections is by paper ballot with one communist and one Republican standing side by side counting. And then that doesn't even guarantee it. it. They know how this game is played. They've been doing it for hundreds of years now. I am going to search back through all of my shows from last year. One of my shows, I had a clip that explained how Democrats had been committing election fraud since the for their formation in 1820. It, I don't think it was more than a 10-minute clip, but I can't find the damn thing. So I'm going to go through every one of my shows. Anybody out there who remembers that clip, it was very clear. It was it was talking about how uh, when the blacks first got the right to vote, the Democrats would literally hold a gun to their head and say, now put your X here, and how they've been committing fraud all the way up through the 19th and 20th century. So I, I've got to find that. I need to play it again. But I'm going to... I'm going to end with this. The future, the future is theoretically in the hands of the children. And that's why the communists started going after them a century ago. Because they knew the children were the easiest to propagandize to. They were the easiest to brainwash. And now you have people who are in their 50s and 60s and even 70s who honestly believe that sexual perversion is the acceptable procedure and manner for existence in the United States, that the lack of morals is uh, okay because, well, they're only kids. 
thievery is acceptable. Murder is fine as long as it's from Black Lives Matter. You know, I can go on and on with this crap, and that's exactly what it is. And I don't need to. We've, we've lost many generations to stupid. I've said it before, and I'll probably be saying it again. We don't know what's going to happen. Pay attention, and that's all I can tell you. You need to be willing to change fast. And don't take crap from these commies. If they get in your face, fight back. I don't have a problem taking someone to the ground, putting my knee on their back, and then duct-taping their elbows together behind their backs. See, that's a trick people don't know about. If you don't have handcuffs, well, you can always use duct tape and duct tape their wrists together, but they can get out of that. But if you pull their arms back, just by, by the elbows, you don't need to pull them all the way back to where you dislocate the shoulder. But you take a piece of rope, you take your belt, you take duct tape, and you put their elbows as close as possible behind their back, and you tie them down. It's hog tying. Then you tie their wrists, and they ain't going nowhere. But if somebody goes, well, you know, I'm an old man. I, I, I'm, I'm uh, very sensitive. My body could break really easy, and, and, and I, I've got to protect myself. If somebody tries to get in my face, I'm going to claim assault and uh, defend myself. And I really don't have that good a sense of humor when it comes to somebody threatening me or mine. i got to tell you one, one, one thing. Years ago... We lived in Reno, Nevada, and I had my gun shop there, and I had to, I had to uh, sue the Attorney General of California for abuse of, of power and violation of my civil rights. I won the case, but we had three attempts in our lives. One of the attempts, I got a phone call. My store was right on an alley next door to a mortuary. I got a phone call from the mortuary saying, Kurt, you guys aren't at work yet, are you? I said, no. It was 7 in the morning. He said, there's some guy standing in the alley right behind a telephone pole next to your garage door, which we would open up every morning. And I said, oh, thank you for telling me that. So we took an alternate way to this to the store. And I got out a block away, and I have a taser. Now, a taser shoots two darts that are hooked to monofilament lines that conduct about 50,000 volts. So I took that with me, and I snuck down the alley. And sure enough, there was a guy standing right behind the telephone pole, watching intently the garage door. Now, he didn't hear me, because in the alley there is also the mortuary's uh, um, crematorium, and that was burning, and it's real loud. I got about 10 feet from him, and I shot him in the back with a taser, took him down like a wet bag of cement and I went over to him and he had dropped a 22 pistol that had a silencer on it hmm so I stripped him naked and I tied him backwards on the telephone pole with his hands behind his back around telephone pole so uh, you get the uh, you get the picture there and I took the gun and I went and I called on my phone and I called the police and said, There's a naked man with a gun in the alley. I don't know it. And I just freaked out. And the police came and arrested him. At least he lived. He didn't need to. I don't know who he was, and I don't care. We were gone the next day. But you got to do what you got to do. And if you stand back and take this crap, if you stand back and let them spit in your face, if you stand back and let some psychotic 
come up to you and start screaming at you. You deserve what happens to you. But the problem is, you have violated the contract that you have with your society to protect it. I truly believe that I I have an agreement with my society to protect it. Me, I can protect. I'm not worried about that. My society, I don't want these creatures wandering around. They're going to hurt somebody who can't stand up for themselves. All right. This is the Armchair Survivalist. We've done enough here. You keep your nose in the air and your ear to the ground. Pay attention to what the hell's going on. I'll hopefully see you next week.